0: What's up world? I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie The Color Purple. Here's a quick synopsis. A young woman named Celie is forced to marry a man she doesn't know and is separated from her sister Nettie. The film stars Fantasia Barrino, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Coleman Domingo, Halle Bailey and Corey Hawkins. Standout performances. I've always felt that Taraji P. Henson has been ridiculously underrated. She's the best part of the Curious Case of Benjamin Button's Hidden Figures and the hit show Empire. In The Color Purple, she plays jazz singer Shug Avery, who forms a real connection with Celie and it's perfect casting. Henson's star power is perfect for the role. Henson will next star in the series Fight Night, The Million dollar heist with Kevin Hart, Samuel L. Jackson, and her Empire co-star Terrence Howard. Danielle Brooks has played the role of Sophia in both the Broadway adaptation of the musical The Color Purple and now the film adaptation, and the consensus has been she's the best part of this movie, and after watching it, I understand she has a few scenes where she takes the movie to another level. Brooks will next have roles in the DC show Waller with Viola Davis and the movie Minecraft with Jack Black and Jason Momoa Coleman Domingo had a great 2023, with both a leading role in the movie Rustin, which got him his first-ever Oscar nomination, and a supporting role in The Color Purple, where he plays Mister. A complicated figure to play, to say the least, because he's given a redemption arc, and Domingo played that very well. He kind of comes off as a sympathetic figure by the end of the movie. Domingo is next set to play Joe Jackson in the Michael Jackson biopic, with Jafar Jackson, Miles Teller, and Nia Long. This feels like, if he can pull off that role of Joe Jackson, this that feels like a movie that could get him his first ever Oscar victory. I think we're all curious to see what that movie looks like. Miles Teller is going to be in that movie as one of Michael Jackson's lawyers. Then you have Coleman Domingo as Joe Jackson. The movie is going to be directed by Antoine Fuqua, who has an interesting track record when it comes to movies. I just don't know what the world's going to do if they make a Michael Jackson movie that makes Michael Jackson look like a heroic figure. I'm just not sure that we could get the Michael Jackson version of Bohemian Rhapsody, where that movie is a complete celebration of the life of Freddie Mercury. Are we there yet with Michael Jackson? He's such a complicated figure. What we're seeing right now at the movie theaters with the success of the Bob Marley movie— People still love musical biopics. It has always been a movie genre that people love because they love these musicians and they want to know their life stories and they want to see well-known actors or lesser-known actors Play these musical figures and become stars themselves. The last performance from The Color Purple I want to talk about comes from Corey Hawkins, whose filmography includes Straight Outta Compton, Black Klansman, Six Underground, In the Heights, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and The Color Purple, he plays Harpo, Mr. Son, who respects his father, but ultimately wants to go his own way. Hawkins, to me, is a guy that Hollywood needs to give leading roles to. He's been so good in supporting roles. Give this man a leading role. All of the top-notch directors... Want to work with this guy. He's really good in bigger studio movies as well. He always delivers. He's an interesting performer. Time to give this guy that big leading role so that he can get an Oscar nomination, so that he can become one of our biggest movie stars, because he's on the path to become that. He just needs that one big role. If you're unaware, for whatever reason, this is the second movie adaptation of The Color Purple. The first one being Steven Spielberg's version in 1985, which stars Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. And back then, when the movie was made, people thought that Steven Spielberg, of all people, was Oscar chasing. Because back then, Spielberg was known for making these big, epic blockbusters, Close Encounters, E.T., popular entertainment, if you will. He really wasn't in the business of making prestige movies. Now, now of course, we know that Steven Spielberg 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 also likes to make prestigious films because now he has Schindler's List, he has Saving Private Ryan... Back then, he didn't have those films on his resume, and he wasn't being taken seriously by the Academy. I know that sounds crazy, because now Steven Spielberg has won a ton of Oscars, and he's always nominated when he makes a movie. But back then, this was a different Steven Spielberg. This was a mainstream Steven Spielberg, who the Academy didn't really want to be a part of. And while I think it's unfair to call his version of the Color Purple an Oscar Bay movie, that's a guy who clearly wants wanted to make a serious movie and be taken more seriously by his peers. I mean, two years later, he made Empire of the Sun, which is a really good movie, but a movie that screams, give me an Academy Award. I think Steven Spielberg wanted the Academy Award when he made The Color Purple. Is that a bad thing? Don't we want filmmakers to want to win Best Director? I get it. You want Steven Spielberg to be true to himself and make the movies— that he really cares about. I think the man cared about The Color Purple, but I also think he cared about bringing home an Academy Award. And for that movie, it didn't happen. And I'm sorry, but if you look at Steven Spielberg's filmography, I wouldn't put The Color Purple in his top 10. I wouldn't put it in his top 15. It might not even make the top 20 movies he's directed. It's a good movie. It's a well-made movie. It's just not top-tier Steven Spielberg. Whoopi Goldberg is really good in that movie. It's crazy to think about that there was a time where Whoopi Goldberg was a legitimate acting talent. Now she's just a sometimes controversial talk show host. I will say there's one thing that the older version of The Color Purple had that the newer version didn't have that I wish it did and that's narration. And I know there are some movie snobs that hate and narration? I don't. I think it tells you what the main character is thinking and feeling at that time. So the big thing that differentiates this new version of The Color Purple from the 1985 movie is, of course, the musical aspect. So let's talk about the music. For the most part, I like the songs. My one nitpick with them would be there's too much time in between them. There's like a solid 30 minutes at one point between a song you almost forget it's a musical at one point maybe that's just me but I like musicals where people really do just break out into song every 10 minutes if you go a long time without music you can forget it's a musical and I think this movie has that problem and I get it that's a fine line to walk between music and dialogue but it's what musicals do and I don't think this musical had that right ratio between the songs and the talking between the characters. Let's talk about the Oscars. When this movie was released, it was viewed as a major contender. There were people who were banking on the fact that this version of The Color Purple was going to be nominated for Best Picture. But alas, that didn't happen. At the end of the day, the only big nomination from the film is Danielle Brooks for Best Supporting Actress. The original film was nominated for Best Picture with Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey both getting Oscar nominations. I'm also really surprised that Coleman Domingo did not get a double Oscar nomination for both Rustin and The Color Purple. The Academy has loved to do that recently. They did it with Jamie Foxx back in 2004. They did it with Scarlett Johansson a few years ago. I really thought that Coleman Domingo was going to get that double Oscar nomination. I'm not saying he deserved it, but I did think that that was going to happen, and I'm a bit surprised that it didn't. I also don't understand why the Academy isn't routinely nominating Taraji P. Henson. She should have been nominated for Hidden And she should have been nominated for The Color Purple. She should at least be in the conversation for The Color Purple. I think the lack of award buzz really hurt this movie, especially when talking about the box office. The Color Purple made $66 million at the box office, which sounds okay. But this movie cost near $100 million, which is crazy to consider when you see the original film made close to $100 million and only cost $15 to make. This is a major problem with modern movies. They are so costly that they have to do great numbers at the box office to justify their existence. This movie ideally should cost around 30 to $40 million to make so that when you make $66 million, it doesn't sound so bad. But when the movie costs $100 million and you only make $66 million, whether the movie is good or not, it will be considered a box office bomb. I was shocked to watch this movie and then see that it cost that much money. I mean, where did the money go? I mean, Taraji P. Henson is talking about the fact that she was underpaid for this movie. Where did the money go? They didn't have major movie stars in the film. All due respect to Henson, who I believe should be viewed as a movie star, but clearly isn't. Where did the money go? Why is it so costly? Why in 1985 did this movie cost $15 million to make, and now it costs $100 million? That's just not a wise investment. Sometimes it feels like the studios are just not admitting how much has changed the movie landscape. Back in 1985, when people got word that there was a movie called The Color Purple, they paid attention to it because movies were a bigger deal back then. We didn't have laptops. We didn't have streaming services. We all went to the movies on a regular basis. That's not happening anymore. People have so many options. The Color Purple isn't just competing with other movies at the movie theaters like it was back in the day. It's now competing with everything. It's competing with the internet. It's competing with Twitter. To think that you're going to make The Color Purple for $100 million and it would need to make what? million to be considered a hit? That's outrageous. There was no world where this movie was ever going to make... $200 $200 million. Even if it had a 100% Rotten Tomato score, it was never going to make $200 million. You know, weirdly, I felt like the new Indiana Jones had this same problem, and I understood why that movie cost so much money because of the de-aging of Harrison Ford. At least that movie had an excuse. They had to de-age their stars. But look at the older Indiana Jones movies. They were inexpensive and people saw them. That's why they were hits. If you're going to remake a movie, it shouldn't cost way more than the original film to remake it. I also think it's ridiculous to think that a remake is going to make more money than the original film. I mean, the original film had Steven Spielberg as the director. That was a big selling point of The Color Purple. He was Steven Spielberg. He was coming off movies like Jaws. He was at the height of his power. Movies were different, and Steven Steven Spielberg, of all people, was directing that film. He was doing something different. I think that's part of the reason why people went and saw that movie the reality that we live in today says that to have a hit movie you need either one of two things major movie stars to be in that film or a major director that gets people to go to movie theaters i mean that's the success of oppenheimer oppenheimer has both of those things it has major stars and then it has christopher nolan barbie has major stars and it has greta gerwig the color purple doesn't have either of those things. It doesn't have major stars and it wasn't directed by a major director. It never should have cost $100 million to make this musical adaptation of The Color Purple. That's the sad truth. We just recently had a great remake of a musical that didn't do very well at the box office. It was Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, a movie directed by Steven Spielberg couldn't do great numbers at the box office. That is one of the all-time remakes and nobody really saw that at the movie theaters maybe you can say that was because of the pandemic but now I think you're seeing the residual effects People don't go see remakes like they used to. They don't see these movies like they used to. The Color Purple doesn't mean as much as it did back in the day. West Side Story doesn't mean as much as it did back in the day. So you need to make these movies with a better budget when you're making them, with a lower budget. You have to lower expectations. There needs to be more mid-budget movies between $30 and $50 million so that when a movie hits a number like $66 million, it's not going Considered an epic failure. That's the biggest and worst effect that these superhero movies have had at the box office. It's, it's all or nothing for these studios. They either need to make movies that make a billion dollars or they don't work at all. Like the color purple, they did not have realistic expectations if they ever imagined that this movie would make $200 million. Again, it could have a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score. It could have gotten nominated for Best Picture. It was never good going to make $200 million. Poor Things is a movie that just got nominated for Best Picture and it's going to hit $100 million. That should have been the goal for The Color Purple. Make a movie version of The Color Purple with a musical adaptation. Make it for about $40 million in hopes It makes $100 million. Not to make it for $100 million. That's insane. And I know some of you are asking the question, what do you care how much the movie costs? Because I want more movies like this to be made. I want musicals to be made. I want remakes. But when all of the news... Outlets are going to say that the movie did terrible at the box office. That's not good for these kind of movies. I want movies to be viewed as successful. I don't want them to be viewed as box office failures. And it's impossible to look at this movie other than a box office failure. When you see that it cost $100 million to make and it only made $66 million at the box office. When it comes to the quality of the film, overall I liked and did not love this musical adaptation of the novel... There was one scene that blew me away, which I won't spoil. The film is well made, it's well acted, but it's missing that it factor that makes a good movie a great movie. Still, it's a good movie. And again, I do think there's this weird push and pull about whether or not this movie really wants to be a musical. There's so much distance between songs. I get it, but I really kind of wanted it to be just a full outright musical. There is one thing about this remake that really bothers me. Now, it's a musical adaptation. It is different from the original, but the people involved in this movie were some of the people that were heavily involved in the original. Steven Spielberg is a producer of this version of The Color Purple, Oprah Winfrey is a producer of this version of The Color Purple. And Quincy Jones is a producer of this version of The Color Purple and the older version of The Color Purple. Why are these people still involved in this version? I want remakes to be completely different. And I do think that there are not enough differences between this version of The Color Purple and the older version. The biggest difference is the music, but that's not enough. I guess I just find it funny to have the original people involved involved in the first movie be heavily involved in this newer version and I feel like their involvement is part of the reason why there's no major differences. For instance, one thing that a lot of people criticized about the original film in 1985 was how it downplayed the romantic elements of the relationship between Sealy and Shug and this version doesn't offer much new in that department and yes, it's obvious to say that both times the studio were concerned about the commerciality of the films, but why would you expect major changes when you have the same people involved in the project yet again? I love Steven Spielberg; he's made my favorite movies of all time. Oprah Winfrey; she's pretty good. I think the story needed to go in a completely different direction if you wanted this movie to make more noise. This movie is well made; it's well acted; it's a good movie. Again, it's not a great movie, but if you wanted it to be totally different than the 19 1985 version, different creatives should have been involved. I do wonder if over the years people will talk about this movie. It doesn't feel like a lot of people talk about the 1985 version all of that much. And when people bring it up, like I said earlier, they just talk about the fact that Steven Spielberg was chasing an Oscar victory. It's possible that this movie grows in stature over the years, but I just feel like it's going to be dealt that same fate. It's going to be a movie of the moment we talked about it, and then I think it's going to go away. I'm sure in my lifetime, there will be another adaptation of The Color Purple. I also rarely say this because I'm a movie guy, but maybe The Color Purple would work better as a Netflix series. There's so much there in the story. It spans so many years. The characters go from young and old. There's a point in the movie when Hailey Bailey's character grows up, and I was thinking to myself, wow, you just got rid of one of the best actresses in this movie, because I thought Hailey Bailey was killing it. And then she went away. In a Netflix series, she could play the character for four hours. If there is another remake, I find it hard to believe that they'll ever make the perfect movie version of The Color Purple. Also, Broadway shows becoming movies is just tricky. Like the producers, the Matthew Broderick version, they made that a movie. Nobody likes that movie. Matthew Broderick won a Tony when he was in the producers on Broadway. But for the movies, it just didn't click. I'm really curious. Curious about Wicked with Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande. I do think that film will fare way better at the box office than The Color Purple did. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I recommend you check out the movie The Color Purple next week on the podcast. I'm talking about the movie All of Us Strangers starring Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. So. Tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.